USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at USAA.com 100. Veterans considering healthcare options and ways to achieve optimal quality of life, stay tuned. Air Force flight surgeon Dr. Rachel Langley speaks to a new healthcare model that's gaining momentum for good reason. Plus, the benefits of bioidentical hormone replacement therapy brought to you by dual service Marine Corps and Army veteran and nurse practitioner Johnny Moody. It's up next. And hot! Welcome to the Veterans Voice presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and supporting partner, the WireNut Home Services. Hello, listeners. This is Paul Watson, your host of Veterans Voice, a podcast for your military and veteran community. I am finally back after three weeks hiatus. Thank you, Chris and Taylor, for taking over the reins and Angie. Um, but today, I'm pleased to welcome our guest, Johnny Moody, a veteran who served in both Marine Corps as well as the Army. He is now changing lives with Optimal Bio, and we can't wait to hear his story. Then we'll be hearing from Dr. Langley, Air Force veteran who now serves her community as a passionate family practitioner. So, Dr. Langley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks uh, for having me. Glad to have you here. and. I'm Glad for what you're doing for the community. Uh, so you served for, for 12 years in the Air Force. What did you do uh, during your time? I signed up because they offered to pay for medical school, and that was a pretty good deal to me. <laughs> I figured I could either pay back the bank for the next section of my life or serve my country while also taking care of that. So I joined to go to medical school in Kansas City, and I spent some summers doing some awesome time. I mean, down in San Antonio, we visited NASA for a day, getting used to what a flight surgeon life would be like. Uh, because we were trying to recruit more flight surgeons at the time. I knew I wanted to be a family medicine doctor, but right during those trainings, that seemed like a lot of fun. And then I went to Nellis in Las Vegas for my residency in family medicine. Residency was residency. It was painful. <laughs> uh, and then from there, I w became a flight surgeon. I went to Enid, Oklahoma, uh, Vance Air Force Base, and then got to go to Spangal in Germany. Nice. Again, as a flight surgeon, got to fly in some F-16s. It was a wild wow. ride, a lot of fun, <laughs> and now I'm down at Schriever as a reservist flight surgeon. What was your favorite duty station? I'm sure it was probably Oklahoma, right? Well, <laughs> I made this big list outside of residency. A lot of you have the same experience where they said, okay, list 10 things. I listed 20 <laughs> bases that I'd be thrilled to go to. Not a single one of those was Enid, Oklahoma. So I cried when I got that assignment. But it's a UPT base, so that was wonderful. What's I got UPT to fly. Mean? Oh, so undergraduate pilot training. It's oh, where okay. pilots become trained to become pilots. So that means they have a lot of airframes and they're all two seaters, which means I get to fly in all of them. So oh. T sixes, which is how they start learning, on, can do all the flips and all the acrobatics. That was my my favorite. And then they can either go to the T one track, which is more uh, to headed towards the big cargo planes, the C one thirties, and that was really nice for just going and getting a nice 
breakfast, lunch outside of Enid, Oklahoma, and then coming <laughs> back for the afternoon. Or the T-38, which is your, your trainer to become more of a, a jet pilot. Uh, a lot faster, more Gs, less, more losing your lunch, but still <laughs> fun. So oh. I was surprised how much I liked Enid, Oklahoma. I honestly That's don't cool. think I could say that I liked Spangolm all that much more than Enid because really? they wow. were both great. That's great. Yeah. You know, I was Army 22 years, uh, and so I love having – other, other branches come in because I don't know a lot about it. I mean, it's, I, you know, I meet I meet them, you know, meet the guys, meet, or meet the soldiers, airmen, seamen, all, all throughout your career. But it's you don't ever really have a chance to sit down and talk with them about it. So that's what's right. cool, cool about this podcast is I get to have all these different branches on and learn. We were in Germany for for four years uh, down in Stuttgart, which Wonderful. is beautiful. And all right, what's your favorite favorite part about Germany? I mean, we were right on the border, so yeah. we could go every single anyway. month, go to a different city, <laughs> go to a different country. I mean, Belgium and Luxembourg and France all the time. So my favorite was getting to go to those little towns. I would look on VRBO or Airbnb and find some rental out in the middle of nowhere. And they're so cheap. Uh, and they're so cheap. <laughs> and I mean, I remember we pulled up to one in France. Uh, we didn't know anyone. We barely got the key in the spot, crashed. And then the next morning, my husband wakes up. I, he's got to find some coffee. So he takes off. Four hours later, <laughs> I am oh, so no. sure that he's been rolled up by some terrorist. <laughs> I'm trying to get the kids together to make our escape. Finally, he stumbles his way home. He'd found a place that looked like a coffee shop it was full of locals but they were no longer serving coffee anymore it was like 10 in the morning so it was time to drink beer and they were so excited to see the american to practice their english on they all bought him a beer <laughs> he was planning on getting breakfast and coffee and he had a great time he had invitations to visit all their different houses with our kids and pet their goats for the rest of the day, we had big plans that he'd set out for us, and it was so much fun. That's awesome. That's one thing my family was always like, oh, it's scary living in Europe, right? Oh, my gosh. You guys got to be terrified. I was like, no, they're, they're way nicer there. <laughs> yeah, way nicer. <laughs> you always have people that are like, – we Less were in, smiling, but always yeah, oh. willing to have you come over. <laughs> yeah, we were in Normandy, and somebody opened up – we were there off-season. Somebody opened up their restaurant just because we were walking around aimlessly <laughs> looking for food. It was so <laughs> cool. But, but, yeah, I, I would say – Christmas in Germany is one of the most unique, special things in the entire world. Uh, so sorry, I, I always got to talk about the about my Germany experience because they're amazing. <laughs> so now you're doing family practice. I am. Obviously, your day-to-day -day is probably a little bit different. So I, the reason I chose direct primary care rather than your typical join a big hospital system, get a guaranteed paycheck, live a cushy life, but I mean, I think of it as like a golden handcuff system. They're, they're taking good care of you financially, but the rest of you, they are abusing horribly. I yeah. mean, they're making you see how many patients a day, and these 2,000 patients are the people you are now in charge of taking care of. I don't know these people. That's not why I became a doctor, yeah. to have this anonymous group of people that I wouldn't recognize on the street, but I'm supposed to take care of them in a, a rather intimate medical <laughs> manner. That was never me. So that's one of the reasons I became a flight surgeon, and mm -hmm. I kind of consider direct primary care to be the flight surgery of the civilian world. I mean, it's not concierge medicine. It's not crazy expensive. It's pretty reasonable, and it's an average of $65 a month for me to see patients as much as they want or as little as they want or to text me and email me. So many times we can avoid an appointment and the drive to come and see me just by exchanging a couple emails. They can link to this article they read and they're worried about. And, oh, by the way, have you heard about this? And they have this rash that they've included a picture of here, too. <laughs> so I really love that way of practicing medicine. That's amazing. So you have your own office? I have my very own. I, I started about three months ago, went out, never knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur until <laughs> I was. 
my own business. And so far, it's just me. My mom is a retired nurse. She came out of retirement to help me out. Oh, wow. But it's just us two in the clinic all day. I'm seeing patients. I'm drawing labs right in-house, which is so convenient, and just doing what my patients need me to do. That is so awesome. Dr. Langley, I do have to take a moment for our uh, sponsors here. Colorado Computer Support. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems ever again. Colorado Computer Support is the exclusive Veterans Voice technology partner meeting all of our computing needs. Colorado Computer Support is veteran-owned. They're your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. When you need IT services to keep your business going, make sure the Colorado Computer Support team is on your team. Call 719-355-2440. To learn more, that's 719-355-2440. The WireNut Home Services. Every season brings new strain on your home systems. Veterans Voice Partner, the WireNut Home Services, is the company you can count on to handle your heating, cooling, and electrical needs. They're family-owned, proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans. When you need plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical help, the WireNut does that. Call 719-399-5021. That's 719-399-5021. So we're back here with Dr. Langley uh, talking about your, your, your clinic with you and your, mo- your mother, which is super awesome. <laughs> That's great. You guys have a relationship, so I'm sure sometimes it might get a little dicey in there. But <laughs> <laughs> It's weird being the boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So how many patients do you, do you typically see on a day-to-day basis? Oh, what? man. So many fewer than a typical family medicine practice. I think I see five or six on a busy day. So you, they only they get um, 30 minutes to an hour each. Oh, wow. And you completely c- control that. Yeah. I'm yeah. the boss. I yeah, can do what I want. That's amazing. Like my, I remember my wife, and you know, I'm not going to say which hospital it is. It was a military hospital, but she went in with a bunch of problems. And the nurse looked at her and said, I'm sorry, ma'am, I can only help you with two of your problems today because we only have 15 minutes. All the time. And it's like, she's like, okay, I want to see my primary care. She's like, well, it's two months. Wait, wait for that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just, it's, it was heartbreaking. She called me crying. Like, I am in pain. I want to get these things fixed. Yes, we're retired now, which is great. So we'll give you a call. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's nice being able to go into a doctor's office and feel cared about. I hear that all the time. I mean, half of my patients don't have insurance at all. I mean, we recommend insurance. It's a good thing to have just in case. But half of my patients do have insurance, and they're just sick of how long it takes them to see their doctor or that they have a different doctor every time. I mean, we get used to that in the military. Oh, your last Dr. PCS, sorry. Here's this new person who doesn't know you at all. 15 minutes and go. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. And and I understand, you know, I have empathy for the the system. It's just I'm glad I'm out of it (laughs) Um, because, I mean, there's so many people that have to be seen, and there's so few people that – want to work in that environment. Absolutely. The majority of people that work in that environment are like in your shoes of, okay, I get my school paid for, but I got to give them 12 years if they pay for my medical school. Um, so I'm going to just go tough it out and then go do my dream and do my dreams. So I understand that side of it. And it's really hard, really, really hard for both, for both people. Absolutely. Um, so it's awesome. You're doing what you're doing now. Uh, so uh, you're in the reserves now. I am. And so you're a flight surgeon in the, re- in the reserves. Flight surgeon. So you still got to have fun. You still a little bit. Keep your There's foot in the door. I need to, to get up to Buckley sometime. They had some S-16s over there. Those are fun. <laughs> hey, let me know if they give you a ride. I want to go up there oh, and check yeah. it out. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. I'll, maybe I'll bring them on and they'll, they'll invite me. <laughs> Good luck. What's your, what's your day-to-day like on a drill weekend as opposed to your day-to-day in the office? 
it's entirely different. I mean, in the reserves, it's all about keeping, making sure that people are taking care of themselves with their civilian providers Mm -hmm. and just making sure that they're, they've got someone that they can make sure their blood pressure is doing okay, make sure they're on the right medications. And a lot of times it's finding out, no, they're having a hard time getting in to see their doctors. They don't have someone that they can trust. And that's a tough place to be in as a reservist because I, I'm not credentialed to see them as their doctor. Mm -hmm. I just have to check the box about whether they're ready to deploy if that becomes an issue or they're not. And that's what I'm limited to as a reservist flight surgeon. So that's a bummer. So yeah. I'm glad that I have other options in the community that I can say, hey, here's some, here's some, here's my, I have a big old document of mental health resources that I love to say, hey, I, I've tried this one and this one, and I've got this one app from Blue Star Families on my phone, and I recommend it, and it's free, and this is how you get it. So being able to be in the community and know what they're going through and how difficult it is to find the health care that they need it's it's nice to be able to offer some of those resources at least. So it's almost like a mentoring type type position once you get there. It's almost like a sick call, but like at the end can't of it, you're not. Yeah, you can't do anything. <laughs> like, how about we try this? Mm-hmm. Do you get calls not on drill weekends from your from your airmen and stuff of saying, hey, this helped or this this didn't help or what you know? I get feedback from what they what clinics they liked, what resources cool. were helpful for them. But as far as asking me after hours for help, not so much because they they still have their their civilian. Civilian yes. lives, which yep. is nice. I was in the reserves. I was in the National Guard for uh, quite a while before I went active duty. And sometimes it was, I mean, it was nice after that drill, like the, your two weeks, right, of just walking away and be like, I don't need to do that for a little while. <laughs> All those stresses I can leave behind for a while. Absolutely. <laughs> so do you plan on sticking around the reserves for the retirement? Uh, we'll see. Right now in January, I get my post 9-11 bill. So I'm pretty excited to, yeah. to check that off. And then we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. What rank are you right now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm a major. I'm a just got put up for lieutenant colonel. We'll see if I oh, make it. But nice, that's nice. Well, jury's the, still out on that one. You're the highest ranking in this room. So <laughs> we got an E7 and a CW2. So, <laughs> uh, so the DPC model. You, you kind of touched on that a little bit. Give me more details. Explain people about that direct primary care. The model's been around for a couple decades. It's just slowly, slowly growing. It's, it's more of a, a competitive uh, feel to the healthcare instead of these monopolies of, of big hospitals. As a, a small single doctor or just a couple doctors in my own independent practice, I can find really good deals on healthcare. I can contract with the local Colorado Springs Imaging Center and get really good cash prices that I can tell my patients ahead of time. This is how much an x-ray is going to cost. This is how much this other this MRI is going to cost. It's a lot less expensive than if you were getting the insurance price, but that's kind of the insurance game of is is your package going to end up being less than the cash price or actually be more by the time it all comes out of your pocket? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, it's called direct primary care because it's the, the doctor contracting directly with the patient. There's no insurance telling me what to do, which medications you have to try first, which x-rays and physical therapy you have to do before you get the MRI. It's just you and me talking Mm -hmm. about what's best for you. And I love that education piece. I was a middle school teacher for two years before I became a doctor. Oh, wow. And I love being able to talk with patients about the pros and cons. Hey, if if we got this diagnosis uh, right away, these are the impacts that it might have on your life. It might have on your life insurance. It might have on getting health insurance in the future. Um, These are ways that we could treat this disease in the meantime. Uh, Medication options with these side effects, that's just a lot to talk about in a 15-minute appointment in your typical healthcare system. 
and I can even send an email right there or a text. Hey, these are some websites that we talked about. Check these out on your own time. See if there's some educational pieces here that can help you to make your decision. Okay. Base is $65 a month? It depends on your age. So it's okay. the average is, is 65. It tends to get more complicated the older you are. So that's more expensive mm-hmm. per month. And then I have uh, deals for multiple kids. The the more kids you have, the, the cheaper it gets. Oh, wow. So in, in I guess, comorbidities... Is that like if like cancer, uh, high blood pressure? Does that make the price go up at nope, all? Not at all. That's amazing. No, no. I mean, I had a friend that, uh, unfortunately, she had passed from cancer, but wow. she couldn't get health care because ah. she had gotten cancer without insurance. And then she was like, "Well, now I need to go get insurance." And they were trying to charge her five thousand dollars a month. Wow. To just have insurance. That's just not. And fair. so she had to go through all this stuff. Um, luckily, sh- they had a really good community around her in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm. They came out in the city, basically. Like, everybody, the friends, family, and, and mm-hmm. companies helped pay for the medical bills for her in the end, which was pretty beautiful. But uh, just crazy that, you know, you can walk into something like a, a DPC, direct primary care, and, and not have to have that concern. Right. You know, and still, and still get the care that you deserve. Right. Um, how about prescriptions? Like you said, the MRIs, the, the, the other stuff besides just the, the coming into your office. Oh, I love prescriptions. There's so many <laughs> loopholes that we can work with. I mean, most people have heard of, of GoodRx. It's a website yep. you can go to, type in your medication, make sure that you're comparing which pharmacy is going to have the better price and bring in the coupon. But there's some local pharmacies that have said, nope, we're not accepting those anymore. Yeah. And that can be a tricky place. There's other websites that are imitating that. There's some apps that are trying to imitate that. There's even mail order. I mean, you've heard of Express Scripts through insurance. Um, There's DIRX Health, uh, which offers some packages outside of insurance, depending on what medications you have. And there's, I mean, Amazon's trying to pick up on this too. But for a lot of my patients, I can just order wholesale medications much cheaper than any of that. And just deliver to the house? They come to my office, and I have a little locker system where I text them with the code to the locker when their prescription's in. They come in whatever it works for them. I might be in with another patient, and they can just put in the lock grab their medications, I'll bill them in the next month. And sometimes it's a, I mean, even some medications, blood pressure, cholesterol, they seem like they're a good price when you're getting them from the pharmacy. But if I can get them for a fifth of what you're paying at the pharmacy, I'm entirely supported by the monthly memberships. So I'm just looking for other ways to give quality to my patients, whether it's labs or medications or procedures that I do in my clinic Mm -hmm. that are so much less expensive than what they can find from a specialist or at the pharmacy. Wow. So how about x-rays, MRIs? Imaging goes mostly through Colorado Springs Imaging. I love them. They've offered a great contract cash price to my patients. Really? And labs, too. I've had stories recently of patients waiting two to three hours to get their labs drawn. What a waste of time just sitting there. So I have labs for cash prices that I've contracted with. I can tell them how much we're going to order these labs. This is how much it's going to be. If it's going to be a crazy expensive panel, then by all means, let's send you to a local lab. We'll try to time it so that you're not waiting two to three. Hours, but that way insurance will cover it. But if you just need some real basic lab work, I can get most of those for five to ten dollars each, and you can make that choice of my time is worth more than that. So I want to just pay 20 bucks. You draw my blood right here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to email you tomorrow with your lab results and my interpretation of them. And you get a copy of them right there. There's no tapping into the portal and figuring out how long ago you got those labs drawn to try to track your cholesterol levels for the last 10 years. I'll just email them to you. You said it's been around for two decades. Yeah. And Uh, slowly growing. We've got more and more practices in Colorado. All the direct primary... 
direct primary care practices in Colorado Springs are wonderful people. I would trust every single one of those doctors to take care of my family. And true, it's it's big in Fort Collins, it's big in Denver, it's just growing across the nation. There's websites like DPC Mapper or I Am Direct Care. Uh, those are both websites that have just a map. If you've yeah. got someone outside of the Springs looking for a direct primary care practice, they are there. They are all small businesses that deserve support, and they're going to take good care of you and your family. Do me a favor, repeat those websites just so people out there can, can hear it. Yeah, <laughs> if you Google DPC Mapper, that's probably the most comprehensive. There's also an organization called Direct Primary Care Alliance, and I am Direct Care. Oh, and here in the Springs, there's Cash for Care, which is multiple different kinds of care beyond just primary care, but that's an interesting place to go to. Awesome. So with your veteran background, you, you spent 12 years. Did you get a VA rating when you got out? I did. Okay. But you didn't have option for healthcare. Right. Correct? Like That's so one of the reasons I'm in the reserves is that, for that TRICARE. Yeah. And so... That's, you know, this, this DPC, direct primary care, is a great option for that, that guy, that girl that, that spends three, four, five years in the military, didn't get a very great VA rating, and are going, through, going to college, going, you know, doing things that health care and health insurance isn't really high on their list. Absolutely. What's higher on their list is <laughs> their <Eating>. living expenses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think this DPC would be a great option for that soldier, that airman, that seaman that, that spent two, three, four years in the military and, and has that option now. And it's so affordable. I have special packages for those in college because, I mean, some of them are, are out of state or things like that. So with their insurance, if they do have insurance, they might have out-of-network fees. Mm -hmm. And that's a pain. Why have to pay that? Being able to text or email your own doctor, even if it's just for a doctor's note, because you've got to go to work. You don't have time to be seen necessarily. You're not that sick, but you also don't want to get everyone sick at your job. Mm -hmm. My patients just email me. I'm, I'm feeling really bad today. I think I ought to stay home. Can you write me a note so no one gives me a hard time? Do you see a lot of veterans? I do see a lot of veterans. I wasn't expecting to see so many veterans, <laughs> really? <laughs> but I've, I've asked people around. I mean, why why do veterans just trust each other? I don't know if that's a weird question to ask. It's definitely a community. <laughs> it is. And, and there's that degree of we have had jobs where if you didn't show up to work, people could get hurt or die. So we can rely on each other in a way I didn't know was something that was missing in the regular community, mm -hmm. which I love about the veteran community. So I have I attract a lot of, of veterans because they know that I'm not just trying to make an easy buck off of them. I'm trying to take care of them. And that's pretty powerful. That community, that's one of the big things with Mount Carmel is making sure that community is, is here for those veterans. And having people like you come in on a show and, and you in the community explaining these, these other options, these more affordable options, um, is huge. I mean, you're you're helping out a community that trusts you, uh, which I think is is pretty amazing. So, I hear um, a lot from people that say that direct primary care sounds too good to be true. <laughs> that they really have to come and see and meet one of the direct primary care doctors to believe it. And they're also surprised by how much a direct primary care doctor, just a primary care doctor in general, can take care of. I mean, it's 80 to 90% of your health care. I mean, I can do joint injections. I can put a cast on. I can treat a lot of skin disorders. There's just a lot that we're trained to do that most doctors don't have time for. All right, so I always got to do this. Tell me a story. Tell me a story from your, your Air Force time. Tell me a story that the, that the community can relate to. People may not realize this, but when you're learning to fly, 
not only are you on a lot of stress, but especially if you're going that fighter jet route, that's a lot of pressure on your body. I mean, physical pressure. So one thing that I saw a lot of student pilots for in Oklahoma was blood when they wipe. So hemorrhoids. (laughs) You weren't expecting this to go there. (laughs) Oh, it's great when it does. (laughs) So I have a YouTube video, a YouTube channel where, yeah, I have that too. I have a YouTube channel where I talk about the the spiels that I give every day to patients that people have, uh, they're just common, but they come in and talk to the doctor because there's nowhere else for them to go. There's nowhere else that they trust. And that was one of the first ones that I put up because I have been inundated over the years with these poor 21-year-old guys who saw the most terrifying thing in the toilet yesterday. And they come in <laughs> to talk to me about it. And they're spilling their heart to me thinking uh, that they have they're cancer. They're going to die. They're going to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. So being able to post that on YouTube, not as a, as a guarantee, hey, you don't have colon cancer, but hey, try these other things first <laughs> before you're convinced, before you sign your will and testament that everything is over. And that is by far my number one most popular video. Every single day I get views and comments on that video. So my 15 minutes of fame there you go. is on the internet talking about hemorrhoids. Thank you, military. That's great. That's a good one. Well, Dr. Langley, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for what you do for the community. And thank you for being a part of Mount Carmel. My pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA, in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the Wirenut Home Services. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, up next, we have nurse practitioner who is also passionate about bringing better health care to folks. Johnny Moody, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your service, for what you've done, and thank you for what you continue to do. So you served in two branches. What was your experience? Well, thanks for having me today, Paul. I served in the United States Marine Corps, and then uh, once I got out into the civilian sector, I joined the uh, Army, North Carolina Army National Guard as a military police officer, enlisted both times. Oh, man, the MPs. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do in the, the Marine Corps? I was uh, 0311, so I was an enlisted infantryman. There you go. The old, old infantry boys. Or, uh, yeah, <laughs> bullet sponges, bullet sponges. <laughs> <laughs> so you started this, this clinic. Where are you at? We are actually, uh, we were found in 2012 by Dr. Gregory Brannon, who is a clinical OBGYN. He did uh, OBGYN for 30 years in Cary. So it's right next to Raleigh, North Carolina. So that's where we're founded. We branched out now. We have seven different clinics across the Southeast. Uh, I personally run the Charlotte office in Charlotte, North Carolina. Are your offices primarily focused on that hormone replacement then? Yeah, Paul. So all we do is bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And, uh, you know, that's all we focus on. So it's all strictly about the endocrinology of that. So we're specialized in that. So that's our forte. And that's all we do because we want to be the best at that and not do a wide array of things and kind of lose focus. That's awesome. So what got you into that? What was your main focus? Yeah, luckily, I'm just I'm just really blessed, man. Um, I got out of the Marine Corps and um, was in college going back to school. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Long story short, a, a friend of mine called me up and said, have you ever thought, being a, uh, thought about being a firefighter? Um, and I hadn't at that point. I just wanted to get my degree first. But to kind of give you the cliff note version, I ended up uh, becoming a professional firefighter for the city where I'm from, North Carolina. And I really fell in love with the medicine of that. And even as a Marine, infantry Marines, we have Navy corpsmen who take care of our medical stuff out in the field. And I just always thought, okay, you know, these guys and gals are pretty tough. They're high speed. They're they're doing all the same physical training we're doing, but they've always also got this medical knowledge, which is extremely important, obviously. But as a firefighter, I got more interested in 
real medicine. And so went back to school, got my nursing and was working in critical care nursing. Um, and then went back and got my family nurse practitioner, which is a master's degree. So I'm state board certified as a family nurse practitioner in the state of North Carolina. And, you know, I did emergency medicine. That was kind of my natural progression to go from, you know, emergency service to emergency medicine. Did that for a while. And then I started doing primary care. Um, and that's where I really got interested in hormones because I was just flabbergasted at so how often it would come up in conversation with my patients and, you know, being a former Marine and having some, you know, my own personal difficulties with adjustments and those kinds of things, you know, a lot of primary care is, is, is psych. And so we're quick in traditional medicine to prescribe medications for that, but what's the underlying etiology? And I started doing more research in testosterone because if you, if you look at, you know, the laundry list of symptoms for that, it's, you know, fatigue and depression, anxiety, uh, you know, just not feeling sharp, just you've lost your edge and all those things. And I was like, well, how in the world can one molecule of testosterone, for example, kind of fix all this wide array of symptoms? And if you look at what we do, we do bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. What does bioidentical mean? Bioidentical means it's the exact same molecular structure as what your body makes. And it's, it's pretty wild. It's made out of wild uh, organic soy powder. And the estrogen is a wild organic yam powder. And so that's all we use for our hormone replacement therapy. And so looking at the research, you know, got me into that. And, and that's why I made the move to Optimal Bio uh, to do BHRT. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of my story. I, uh, I was I was in the military for 22 years. Uh, 12 of that was special forces. Um, and sweet man. Thanks for your service. Thank you. Thank you. And I, uh, I heard this crazy stat and when it comes to infantry guys and when it comes to the high performing jobs, combat jobs in the military, your testosterone drops a lot sooner than a normal, normal human being, uh, because those cortisol levels are so high for so long. Mm -hmm. uh, on the multiple deployments on just the training alone just just having that stress hormone just skyrocketing throughout your career just plummets your your testosterone and your right. estrogen so i got on it a long time ago I, I was fighting with the military for a long time my numbers were were pretty low i was right around that 300 mark which the army says oh you're fine at, at 300 um, yeah sure especially yeah. as a special forces guy i'm like well maybe i should be a little bit higher <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. i kind of need to be optimal so i kind of forced a lot of guys to go off post the, the 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 scary thing about that is you never know who you're seeing yeah so that's one of the big reasons i, I believe the dod kind of shies away from it yeah I'm, the bioidentical hormone replacement is is different so it's the exact same molecule the body makes and so you know, the typical um, non-human uh, testosterone is testosterone sipinate, which is the injection, right? Yeah. So that molecule is just a little bit different because they put uh, testosterone with the ester oil. That ester oil is causes problems with metabolism of that particular drug, right? And so yeah. that can increase clots, increased, you know, uh, cardiovascular risk factors. But essentially bioidentical means exactly what your body makes. And so you don't have those problems as much with bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And that's why we've chosen that over all the plethora of, you know, applications that you can use for that. And so when your body recognizes that molecule is exactly what, you, what you're making, you don't have the, the side effects. 
And so we also monitor your, your labs too. We monitor your prostate, we monitor your hematocrit levels, we monitor all that throughout the process and keep an eye on all that. Um, so it's the safest way to do it. We want to do it the safest way you can. And that's, this bioidentical hormone replacement therapy is definitely the safest way to do it. Yeah. And that's one of the big things that, you know, people have come up to me and ask, because I also run the Special Forces Foundation, which is out of here in Colorado, but we're a national organization. But so a lot of people have come up and asked me, asked me about it. And I, I always tell them, hey, if, if your clinic isn't testing you or giving you a full blood panel every three to six months, you might not be in a great clinic or at least ca- 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 talking to you about how you're feeling. Correct. Because yeah. You have guys that have worked at such a high level mm-hmm. and, and and just put their bodies on the line, but then one day they can't get out of bed. And yeah. One day they're like, what is happening? I can't even, and my, everything in my body hurts. I want to sleep all day. They cannot perform anymore. And that really messes with your mind. I mean, the behavioral health aspect of it is is huge. Yeah, that was one of the things that uh, sparked my interest in the molecule of testosterone in itself. And let's talk about a little bit of science. Testosterone has over 400 functions in the body. We're just talking about testosterone, not talking about estrogen or progesterone yet. But at any rate, testosterone has all these functions, but what's its main physiologic benefit for all humans, for men and women? You know, what, what does it do, right? What's its main function? It increases this MTOR response in the cell to create more proteins. And so essentially when your testosterone is optimized, you make more proteins. Well, that's pretty simple. Okay. So why is that so important? Well, let's talk about the brain specifically. Everything in your body is made out of proteins, right? And so when you're beating your body up over years and years, or you're, you're doing a sear school or you're doing something like that, and you're just beat all to pieces, well, you can't, you can't regenerate your, your body fast enough. And so that's what testosterone does for the body, but for the brain, serotonin is a neurotransmitter that once it crosses the synapse, you get well-being, right? And so when you're severely depleted, that's a problem. And when that serotonin can't cross the synapses in your brain, you don't get that well-being. You just can't think straight. But what is serotonin? We know it's a neurotransmitter, but what is it molecularly? It's an amino acid. Mm -hmm. And so when you have optimal levels of testosterone, you can repair and regenerate that and your serotonin levels come up. What is dopamine? You know, dopamine is a little bit different, but it's your reward response. So, you know, you hug a loved one or you eat a piece of chocolate or, you know, listen to your favorite song, you get an influx of dopamine. But what is dopamine on the molecular level? It's an amino acid. And so that that right there was just so striking to me. Well, no wonder when your testosterone levels are optimized, you feel better. And, and you know, the rates of, of, of suicide, anxiety, depression, all that stuff are down. Yeah, a hundred percent. That your know, mind and body, mind and gut. The, you can fix a lot of things permanently, not putting band-aids on them. I mean, you go to a normal exactly. doctor and they prescribe you a bunch of medicines. Well, hey, it exactly. might fix that one symptom, but it's tearing your guts up now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that was the thing I had a problem with them in, you know, I'm not I'm not down in traditional medicine. You need traditional medicine in some Absolutely. aspects, obviously. But you know, you talk about someone who comes in, you know, maybe they're having some PTSD or or maybe they just they just, you know, kind of born depressed or whatever. And so what's the first you know, protocol for that? Traditional medicines give you a, a selective serotonin okay. reuptake inhibitor, right? So like Prozac, Wellbutrin, Zoloft, one of those things. But what do they do? Well, we were talking about those synapses earlier. All they do is kind of block a channel in the presynapse. And hopefully what that does is helps uh, kind of funnel the serotonin across the synaptic cleft to the postsynaptic cleft to, to the postsynapse. So you get that well-being. But your brain does not like that. Your brain does not like to be messed with. And so what happens over time is, for example, you start on 20 milligrams of Prozac, you might feel better, you know, transiently, but at some point 
your brain kind of acclimates to that. It stops that from happening. So you have to increase the dose. Mm -hmm. well, what happens when you get to the max dose of that drug? So we're at the max dose of Prozac. Let's, let's switch drugs and start a Wellbutrin. So it's Band-Aids. Yep, Band-Aid after Band-Aid. I've had many conversations talking about that Band-Aid factor, but I understand. And they want you to feel better now. And they they feel like that's that's helping. And I do understand. Yeah. I love how this non-traditional medicine is, is starting to turn into that. Okay, I can fit, I can fix your this right now, but how about if we do something where it might take a little bit of time, but it's gonna, it's going to fix you. But Johnny here, I, I gotta take one second for our, uh, our sponsors here, and then we'll come right back. Optum Colorado, Veterans Voice is produced in the Optum Podcast Studio. Optum Colorado and Mountain View Medical Group, part of Optum, offered 20 clinics throughout Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality, patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry, leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com slash Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today. Medicare Mentors. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare Mentors. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned, a long-standing Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center partner and the Veterans Voice podcast channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they are there lending a helping hand. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark. Always above and beyond. Visit MedicareMentorsLLC.com for more information. All right, so we're back here with Johnny Moody out there in North Carolina helping people with uh, hormone replacement. Thank you again for coming on, Johnny. Thank you for what you, for what you do and your service. But getting back to the, the traditional me medicine and, and how everything's kind of changing. How do you, do you see that as a whole, like the world just kind of changing into this bigger picture, holistic care? That's a great question, Paul. And it, what I'm seeing is a trend in information that's coming out there and it's available. The thing about bioidentical hormone replacement therapy uh, with pellets is what we do. It's been around since the 1930s. However, it's just now starting to come to light a little bit more per se. And if you want to do some research, the National Institutes of Health has a lot of publications that's become out on bioidentical hormone replacement therapy in the last five years. It's, it's just fantastic. And so I'm just so blessed to be a part of it, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's really changing people's lives. My wife, after she had her baby, we were in Germany. I left 10 days later after we had our baby. And uh, it really messed with her head and it messed with her whole entire body with the postpartum and me not being there. Yeah, uh, uh, he turned one year old and we moved back to the States and she finally got into a doctor and was like, you know what, let's check your hormone levels. Her estrogen barely even registered. Her testosterone was at like six oh, and they man. were like, holy cow, no wonder you were feeling absolutely horrible. Uh, me and her got on testosterone right about the same time. And I'm telling you, it changed everything from our nightly routine to, you know, our sexual life to our conversations just saved our marriage. I mean, it's yeah. just, it, it was a switch that just clicked with both of us. I was able to pop up. My wife would make me a cup of coffee with some protein in it. And I'd pop up and get up and go and go work out. And just a, just an amazing discovery and change almost overnight. Yeah. And that's, that's why I love doing what I do is because, you know, I'm so glad you had that experience. I'm so happy for you guys. So congratulations on that. You know, essentially the science on that is, you know, testosterone we talked about increases the protein synthesis, right? So you're able to repair and regenerate tissue, you know, in the brain, that's where it's so important. So you get that cognitive drive again, that motivation that, that you've lacked for some time. And that's why it's extremely important for women too, because essentially the ovary in women, let's talk about women for a second, makes testosterone first. And so testosterone is made first, and then it's broken down into estradiol, estrogen um, as a metabolite. 
And so, you know, testosterone increases the proteins, but let's talk about estrogen for a minute. So estrogen has a lot of functions in the body too. It increases bone density, uh, de decreases dementia. It, it does tons of things, but, but, but how and why? So it takes blood vessels and makes them big and wide. So it, what we call vasodilates blood vessels. And so why is that important? Well, you got this big, wide blood vessel, you decrease your blood pressure, you increase blood flow. So you get more blood flow to the brain, all the tissues of your body, more blood flow to the bone. How does, you know, Viagra work for men it increases blood flow. How does minoxidil for, you know, hair, uh, hair growth work? It just vasodilates. That's all it does. It's, it's not magic. And oh, so estrogen, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Estrogen vasodilates. So it's extremely important for, for everyone, men and women. And then we can talk briefly about progesterone. So progesterone vascularizes the endometrium for women. So it's, it's, it's a lot more uh, specific for women, but essentially it also binds to what's called GABA receptors in the brain and GABA is the brakes. And so we'll say, for example, you know, you just got to have a firefight, you know, your heart's beating at 150 beats a minute, but you're finally behind something secure and you're like, okay, whew, I'm good. Well, then your GABA uh, kicks in and, and kind of calms you down. Well, progesterone does that. That's what progesterone does. And so for women in their luteal phase, they get an influx of progesterone and that helps them sleep at night, uh, reduces their anxiety and, and kind of balances them out. And so, you know, we've talked about testosterone increase in proteins, estrogen vasodilates and progesterone binds to the GABA receptors. So these hormones are just absolutely cr crucial for being optimal. Yeah. And that's one thing I'll, I'll say to the listeners, because we have, a, you know, obviously mostly veteran, veteran listeners is that you know, if you are feeling down and you are feeling horrible and you don't know what it is and you've, you've gone to docs and they haven't tested your blood, well, get your blood tested, get your testosterone tested, get, get, get your hormones under control. So, you know, follow the protocols, make sure you're with a good doctor to that veteran community out there, do it the right way. It sounds like Johnny out there in North Carolina, you're doing good things. Um, what do you say to, you guys have a lot of veterans coming in through there? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, it's, it's been pretty cool to see that and have a lot in common with, with those guys and gals. Um, and so, you know, we talk about the same things we've talked about today, you know, Hey, testosterone can help you increase your serotonin levels. It, it can do all these stuff, but it does it on the, on the cellular level. So it takes a little bit longer in order to achieve those things. But yeah, man, it's, it's been really cool. Uh, you know, I lived out in North Carolina going through the special forces course, their old Fort Bragg, Vietnam. But... Yeah, Vietnam, man. <laughs> but, but I like I think to... we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. I like to call, uh, you know, my wife grew up on a farm just North of Sanford, just, just South of, uh, Jordan Lake. And, uh, so when we're there, then, you know, the Pinehurst, Southern Pines, uh, Sanford area, definitely my home. <laughs> yeah. What a beautiful place. Southern Pines is we have a clinic there too. Do you really? Oh, Hey, for all you Fort Bragg listeners out there, all the people that retired out of Fort Bragg that are still in the area, stop by the clinic there. And, uh, yeah, just come by optimal bio Southern pines. Um, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy is, uh, it's just much more safe. It's the natural molecule that your body makes. And so that's why we've done that. Uh, what's your, do you guys have a website, a place where somewhere people can go? Yeah. So optimalbio.com. You can look us up. Uh, you can actually uh, book a consultation on there for us. And, um, so essentially what, what would happen then is you do it online and someone will call you back and we'll tell you exactly what we do, how we do it, the whole process, go through all that, the whole nine yards, so to speak. And then you know, the next step is for you to come into the clinic. We talk to you about the science of what we do, why we do it, we do bioidentical hormone uh, pellets because they last about three to six months for most people. And so you kind of want it done for a long time. And then, you know, tell you about the science, tell you about what you need. Everyone's completely different, man. Everybody's body chemistry is completely different. So everyone needs a little bit 
uh, a different dose. And so we, we talk about that and then we titrate that at every visit. Um, but then, you know, get your blood work done, see what you need and just replace exactly what your body's lacking. That's all we do. It's not magic. What are some of the signs and symptoms that you tell the listeners that, Hey, if this is what you're feeling, give me a call. Abnormal anxiety, fatigue, you know, depression, uh, low libido, uh, just not having that drive that you had before, um, just feeling tired, foggy, brain fog is big, you know, just all those things where you're feeling down and you're not feeling like yourself or how you felt when you were, you know, 18 to, to 26. I mean, you should feel that way again. So, you know, all those kind of symptoms. I got one more question for you, Johnny. And I yes, do, sir. Do this for everybody. Tell me a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when I was in Iraq, I was a military police officer at that time. Um, essentially, I was uh, doing uh, detainee ops of the NCIC of a certain cell area. But essentially, we had to separate the Sunnis and Shias. Uh, we had this detainee who was very problematic, huge guy. He was about 6'8". Oh, I don't know. At any rate, he was always wanting to come out of his cell. And one night, wants to, to go to the restroom. So of course, you know, pretty, you know, I'm asking him questions like, what do you want to do this and that? <laughs> so I proceed to pull down this little bean hole, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a bean hole, but it's a little small door in the cell itself. And he proceeds to urinate at me. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, pretty outstanding, you know? Um, and here I am inside the, you know, inside the wire of these guys. So I yeah. opened up this cell door rapidly. He comes out at me oh. and, uh, you know, thank God I was able to grab his big long arm and uh, get a good uh, focal point on his arm and wrestle him down. And, you know, I look around and my, my private that was with me was just stunned, you know, just, just locked up. And I'm like, okay, give me the cuffs. You know, <laughs> give me the no, cuffs. No. Uh, Roger that, Sergeant. You know, so he gives me the cuffs. And after it's all over, you're kind of like, man, that was, that was kind of wild. But, uh, you know, looking down at my, uh, my BDUs or whatever it's time and just covered in urine, man. So that was a pretty, pretty fantastic evening. Man, that's a good one. Uh, well, Johnny, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you're doing right now for the communities. Um, go ahead and shoot out the, uh, the, uh, the website one more time for us. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Paul, for your service. And thank you for having me on here. We're, we're optimal bio, optimalbio.com, run by Dr. Gregory Brandon. We're all across the Southeast, seven clinics all throughout the Southeast. And we are here to give you bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and get you balanced and uh, get your life back. Awesome, Johnny. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. You've been listening to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio, located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting Partner The Wire Nut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDO News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps. American Corporate Partners helps veterans, transitioning service members, and military spouses find their next careers by connecting them for free with America's top companies. Learn more 
at acp-usa.org.